0: Let's take a look at the bigger picture. Kyle Odell's with us, founder, CEO, Edge Rock Wealth Management. Kyle, thanks for being here with us. So we're wrapping up our third week of, of what we've been seeing. We've gotten in a lot of economic news and some earnings. What do you make of it all so
1: far? You know, there are a lot of mixed earnings right now, uh, you know, especially with the mega cap stocks that are out there, not a lot of great earnings, but you know, I think overall uh, during this earnings season, we're gonna see about 15% of the stocks that, of the S&P 500 that'll lead the way. And and if I look at this week, I think this week will be probably the worst earnings week. I think we're in a little bit of a trough. And uh, so I'm hoping that it, you know, I, I believe it'll get better. And if we look at the 2022 market decline and what happened, was because of interest rates rising rapidly in Russia Ukraine and if there is a market drop in 2023 i think it's going to be because of earnings you know the the fed is really a headwind for risk assets right now because it wants to slow inflation and slowing inflation means and i think this is really important to define for the consumer out there slowing inflation means a rate of increase in slowing, not that prices are coming down. and uh, But hopefully, earnings season will get a little bit better here in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically, it still means inflation is very, very hot. It's just rising at a slower rate. And so you're still That's paying right. more for eggs and everything else, and we're not far off from those 40-year highs that we've been talking about. That being said, um, it sounds, when you say mixed. That's not terrible, right? Um, You talked about some of these mega cap names and just seeing a mixed bag as far as earnings season so far. Does that mean maybe there's some potential for some good news going forward?
1: You know, I think there is some potential there. You know, when we look at all the layoffs, unfortunately, now that hits families, that hits us on a daily basis, right? That hits—that's tough for all the families right now that are going through those layoffs. When it comes to the companies and their bottom line, though. You know, I think companies are trying to cut some of those excess uh, expenses that they have. They're trying to shore up that bottom line so that those earnings reports do look good in Q2 and Q3. Um, And so I think there is going to be a positive lag in terms of earnings off of those um, layoffs, um, even though it does you know, reach down and hit the American family uh, that is going through those layoffs.
0: Right. Understood. So what do you think is the biggest headwind to the story?
1: You know, uh, where we're at right now, uh, you know, we're in an environment right now where good news is bad news and we want bad economic news because everybody wants the Fed to stop raising interest rates uh, you know the the Fed doesn't want to fight market rates when Treasury bonds yield yields fall like they did this week down to 3.4 percent it's going to take more and more pressure um, on the Fed it's going to put more and more pressure on them to you know really stop raising rates the Fed was in line with market rates um, but now they're well above and the market is doing exactly what the Fed wanted uh, you know it wanted to h- hike rates um, but Above market rates and squeeze the economy. So I think everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat on February one to see what the Fed does. Um, you know, and I don't know how far they're going to take it above uh, the market rates. But the b- bottom line is the Treasury market is signaling that it's time for the for rates to fall. Um, you know, we'll see if that happens. Um, but what I'm really wanting to see there is a dovish statement by the Fed, or I think the market's going to remain in this washing machine, just bouncing around like it's done since June.
0: And so at this point now you were talking also about what we're seeing from China and I'd love to hear more about some investing opportunities. So you're you're bullish on Chinese stocks?
1: You know, when I look at uh, China overall, it, you know, they're opening up, they're, it's stimulative, it's attractive. I think there is a lot of regulatory risk, um, but they have low valuations and uh, great momentum. And that's a great combination. Um, you know, Long term in China, you know, the population is slowing, which is bad for them. But short term, I think there's some nice growth opportunities to look at in China. I think that's one of several areas to look into.
0: Right. I understand. Okay. And what about in the bond market? Where do you see opportunities there? Because while we have the bond market saying one thing and the equity market saying another, we're still hearing from our Fed Federal Open Market Committee members saying that, look, we're still going to be raising rates. they are still shooting for 5% plus at this point.
1: That's right. I mean, you know, the bond market, it's, you know, it's referred to as the smart money. You know, I think it's predicting a soft landing. Uh, The current data does not reflect what's happening right now. You know, given that Milton Friedman told us, you know, a slowdown in M2 growth would impact economic growth with a lag of about six to nine months. So the economy should be seeing that, you know, if the U.S. does have a soft landing, it would be because the Federal Reserve tightened enough to slow inflation, but not enough to throw the economy into recession. And I think where bond rates are at right now, I think that that's, you know, we're close to an area that is sustainable for the long run. I think this is more of a, a, a new normal economy that we're getting into in terms of we do have interest rates, interest rates not at zero. I think that that was not normal uh, over the last 15 years. Uh, so having interest rates and, and then also, you know, bond yields close to where they're at right now, I think moving forward in the long run, that is a more normal uh, outlook. That the consumer can look at.
0: I'm also curious about the opportunities that you see in housing.
1: Yeah, you know, when I look at housing on that end, uh, I, I look at that as, you know, the net worth of families out there. How is that going to affect them, you know, with housing? If we go back to 2008, the recession, we had actually a surplus of houses out there on on the market of about 4 million. Today we don't have that surplus. You know, there's actually a shortage. And so, you know, a lot I know a lot of families out there are concerned about, you know, uh, their market portfolios. They're also concerned about uh, the value of their homes. And I think that, you know, if we do see a drop in housing uh, prices, I think it's only going to be a 5 to 10% drop because that demand is still out there with the lack of supply. And and so you know I think around Q3 we'll see a little bit more of a pullback in the value of homes, but I, it's not going to be as dramatic it was as it was during the Great Recession.
0: Right. Understood. You know, what's interesting, too, is when we when you talk about housing, people have lost a lot of wealth just because the value of the homes have come down. Right. I mean, that's what we were talking about. And they lost in their 401ks and IRAs. So um, granted, you have different groups of people. You have those that are struggling to pay and living paycheck to paycheck. But then you have others who live off interest or count on the value of their home. And they really got walloped last year. Um, What do you think we're going to be saying at the end of this year? Are they going to be saying the same thing about their 401ks and IRAs? I mean, you have a lot of older folks that are pretty worried now.
1: You know, and a lot of families are worried. And it it, last year was a tough, tough year for both stocks, uh, bonds, uh, the value of you know, homes and so forth. So everyone's net worth took a hit last year. And, you know, I I think that, you know, if we do have a recession this year, which I think we will around Q3, um, I think it's gonna be more of a middle of the road recession, maybe more similar to what we saw in the 1990s. You know, the Fed wants, they want people to feel less wealthy so that they spend less and bring inflation down and you know unfortunately when you know the fed they have more of a sledgehammer that they apply not a scalpel and so you know they're they're good at kind of smothering the economy which is what they're doing right now but a lot of it's expected and when you know when we look at companies right now the big concern i think that's going to move the market is earnings and we see a lot of companies you know applying layoffs right now as a strategic you know, lever to pull to help, you know, their overall bottom line. And so I, I think that we're going to see a, you know, a, a more positive outlook overall at the end of this year compared to what we saw at 2022, um, where, you know, I don't think they the families and their IRAs and 401ks, I don't think they're going to get hit like they did last year. Um, I don't think that we're going to see too much more of a pullback in the housing market. Like I said, maybe five or 10%, um, but nothing like we saw during the 08 recession. Uh, you know, that was an extremely tough time. So this comp- this country has been through some rough times in the, la- if we go back over the last hundred years with World War II, um, the Great Recession, the tech bubble, you know, the 2020 COVID and so forth. But I, you know, I think this is going to be a little bit more of a middle of the road dip. And I think we'll come out of this, you know, in a great way because companies, Companies are being forward-thinking when it comes to uh, that bottom line and working on those earnings.
0: Kyle, thank you so much. A good look there in the big picture. Kyle Odell, EdgeRock Wealth Management. Thank you.